0: The Gospel for today, this Transfiguration Day, comes from the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking to Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice This is My Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. Amen. So here we are for only the third time this millennium. We gather on Sunday worship on Valentine's Day, a day that celebrates the role of love in our lives. And in light of this rarity, and given that there is a proclamation of love in today's gospel, it seems that the stars have aligned for me to preach a lovey-dovey sermon. There's just no way around it, much to the chagrin of my youngest child watching at home right now who finds the whole Valentine's Day thing completely uncomfortable. Hi, Kyle. Love you. In all seriousness, every Sunday, every sermon should be a lovey-dovey sermon. For many people, the experience of worship is the only time that they are reminded of the fact that God loves them. Everything we do as a church, not just worship, but every class, every service project, every piece of music rehearsed, every decision the council makes, every meal shared, every dollar given to the church, and every dollar the church gives back to the community, these are all reactions to the announcement that God is love, that God loves you, and God loves this world. Now I'll pause here to make sure we're all on the same page about what love actually is to help i'll share some valentines day cards from some brilliant christian thinkers through the ages the first is from saint augustine and his card reads what does love look like it has the hands to help others it has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy it has eyes to see misery and want It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. And then we have a Valentine's Day card from Thomas Merton who says To say that I am made in the image of God is to say that love is the reason for my existence. For God is love, love is my true identity. Selflessness is my true self. Love is my true character. Love is my name. And of course, one more from C.S. Lewis, who writes, Love is not an affectionate feeling, but a steady wish for the loved person's ultimate good as far as it can be obtained. In order for each of us to function at our best, we require being the subject of loving attention. It is as vital to our spiritual and physical well-being as water or oxygen or food. There's an abundance of research that has concluded that the extent to which children feel loved by their parents or their caregivers in their adolescence correlates to the child's ability to form healthy, secure, and trusting relationships with others as they become adults themselves. One study concluded this. Children who feel rejected, that is unloved, by their parents were more anxious and insecure, as well as more hostile and aggressive toward others when compared to children who felt loved. Now, this does not mean that anyone who had the misfortune of growing up feeling unloved is destined to a life without love. However, it does mean that such a person will have a harder time and have to do more intentional spiritual and psychological work to overcome that childhood deficit. I hope that everyone worshiping with us today has had the fortune of being loved in a healthy way for as long as you can remember. But I know that not everyone has. I know that some people have some work that they have to do to really understand that they are worthy to receive love. Some work to do to be more effective at showing love to others, And once again, Valentine's Day or not, just like every other week and every other sermon, we invite you to experience that love. So we repeat the announcement to you that God loves you. God is completely head over heels in love with you. God loved you from even before the world began. And God is not in love with you because of anything you've done. God's love is because God is love. God loves you even when you do not feel loved by others. God loves you even when you feel like you cannot love yourself or others. And we all need to hear that. We all need to be reminded of that. You do. I do. Even Jesus and his followers needed to hear that. Recall the gospel story for today. Jesus ascends the mountain with three disciples. And there they experience the presence of Moses and Elijah. In the midst of their conversation, Jesus begins to shine like the sun. And then the voice of God comes from a cloud proclaiming, This is My Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. It's an announcement reminiscent of Jesus' baptism when He emerged from the waters of the Jordan River and heard the voice of God announcing, professing, that Jesus was loved. Jesus was God's Beloved. Therefore, we too should listen to him. And what does Jesus have to say to us? Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, You shall love your enemies as, And pray for those who persecute you. Jesus says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus says this, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus is God's beloved. Listen to Him. Take the time today to remember and thank those who have loved you. Even if they have passed from this life to the next, speak to them. Visualize their smiling face. Honor their memory and their love for you. I encourage you to make a list of people who have loved you well. Not as some self-indulgent exercise, but simply as a way to fill yourself with gratitude. Seriously, make a list. Like, right now, you're at home, most of you. Surely you have a scrap paper and a pencil somewhere around close by. Make a list. Right now. Now, regardless of whether or not your life has been filled with love or not. Know that you are invited to experience God's unconditional love in the pages of Scripture and in the space of prayer. Find your Bible. Open it. Let yourself be immersed in God's love story. God's story of redemption and grace. Freedom. Once you find something that speaks to your soul in Scripture, sit in silence with nothing but that Scripture and find yourself transported into God's safe and loving embrace. And I'll finish by inviting you to do one more thing. Invite you to come up with some subtle cue. Or some way of reminding yourself throughout the week that you are God's beloved. You could bookmark a verse about God's love in your Bible and reread it at least daily. Maybe you could uh, draw a little heart on a sticky note and stick it to a bathroom mirror or someplace you will see it every day. Maybe you can... Change the background image on your phone or your computer to something that will remind you of God's love every time you look at it. I mean, hey, you could even commit to listening to sappy love songs all week long. Just keep it simple and have fun. Valentine's Day or not, we all need to be reminded that God loves us so that we can go and share that love with the world. Amen.